Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is finally, it is the best day of the year. Our very first live mock draft show of the offseason. Alex and I are going to run through a seven-round Patriots mock draft right here over the next hour or so. Going to let some people trickle in. So we're going to talk about some things that have happened in the news over the last couple of days. But first and foremost, Alex, I know you're pumped for the mock draft show. I'm pumped for the mock draft show. We're going to have a lot of fun doing that. Before we get to that, Malcolm Butler signs back with the Patriots yesterday, a reunion that nobody saw coming. I think that was even maybe a surprise to the team that Malcolm Butler was even available to come back or wanted to come back after he retired last year. What was your initial impression? How do you feel about it? Do you think it moves the needle at all for the Patriots moving forward? Yeah. I mean, I was pretty surprised. I guess I was more surprised Monday when they had him in for the meeting, right? You're not going to have him in for the meeting. If you're not seriously contemplating signing him, um, that was really the big shock when they got the deal done. You know, the money stands out a little bit, two years, $9 million. I'm guessing most of that is in bonuses and incentives and not guaranteed. More so the two years. This is a guy who just retired who now is looking at a multi-year deal. I don't think they'd structure his deal like this if there wasn't a chance he would play two years, right? I think that there's at right. least a shot that he hangs around here. Low risk, high reward. I mean, I can't imagine they're giving him too much guaranteed money. I don't know that he necessarily gives them a top of the depth chart corner, but if he can be your third corner, your rotational corner, if he can maybe mix in and play some safety, he gives you a veteran in what is a very, very young room and is going to be a very, very young room. I think that's big. And the other thing I wonder is if they can bury the hatchet, because I, I don't know that it was uglier between anybody besides the Patriots and in Gilmore in uh, uh, Butler if they can bury the hatchet and the Patriots bury the hatchet with Stephon Gilmore, because it sounds like the market's not out there that he was expecting. If he's going to have to come back on a one year, prove it deal, what better place to prove it than, you know, in the scheme with the coaching staff that he's proved it before. So, you know, if you're suddenly looking at hypothetically Gilmore, Butler mills and a top 60 pick, it's not horrible. I don't know that it's better than what he had last year with JC Jackson, but that's something. Right. You, and then you had Devin on the back end, Jonathan Jones in the slot. It's not amazing, but it's capable. It's capable. So, yeah, I, I don't see how you can't like this move. I, I don't think their corner issues are anywhere close to solved by making the move, but I still think it's a good move. Yeah. I like the move too. Like you said, it doesn't solve all of their problems, but it's a depth option. And I feel like corner 
in a lot of ways for the Patriots is starting to resemble the same issue that they have at wide receiver, which is they have numbers two through five on the cornerback depth chart, but they don't have number one, right? So in a lot of ways, by bringing in Butler, by bringing in Terrence Mitchell, by having a guy like Jalen Mills already in-house and then Jonathan Jones coming back from the injury, now at corner, they feel like if you add a Stephon Gilmore back in, if you add a first-round pick back in, now all of a sudden that room has started to fill out a little bit more. So the biggest issue that I see with Gilmore is that, one, I think this is more money than it is relationships right i don't think that this is necessarily about friction between belichick and gilmore or anything like that i think this is more a money situation on whether or not stefan gilmore is willing to take what the patriots have to offer him or at least are willing to offer him if he's willing to take that one year prove it deal because his contract's not out there then I'm all for it. Anybody would be all for it. I don't think that the fragile relationship or the fractured egos in that equation are necessarily a factor. But the problem is that teams like the Raiders, now there's reports out there that the Kansas City Chiefs are also interested in Stephon Gilmore. It sounds like he's got some suitors that are going to push up the cash a little bit. And are the Patriots going to go double digits for him? Let's remember what the report was regarding Kansas City. They said they're interested if his market comes down. Right. If Stephon Gilmore, you know, if he's not going to get what he wants and he needs, again, that one-year prove-a-deal, do you want to go play in the AFC West against Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and and, and Devontae Adams and, right, all those guys? Right. Or do you want to come to the AFC East, which, again, is, is still a good division, but it's I don't know that they have quite the firepower, and you're also in a more comfortable system if you're Gilmore. So I, I'm still not ruling it out. I still can't rule it out. I'm not, I wouldn't rule anything out after we saw Malcolm Butler come back. You really right. can't rule absolutely anything out. At That's all. basically the point of this take for me is that yeah. if Butler's coming back, anything is on the table. Anything yeah. is on the table. The real yeah, reunion though, they fair. need to work on is Trey flowers, but anyway. Yeah. So with Trey flowers, I think the biggest thing that I've heard about that is that he ended the season on injured reserve and then he was waived with an injury designation by the Detroit lions. So a lot of the time when this, these types of things happen, when they want to start getting on visit, you know, free agent visits and bringing guys in and for tryouts, he's got to be healthy to come on a visit and and try out for the Patriots. Right. So I think of the slow moving market for Trey flowers is related to the fact that he's not fully healthy. So I heard like a similar situation with Jason McCourty, for example, who had a, a foot surgery last season and is still recovering, not a hundred percent. They're going to revisit, not saying the Patriots, but just Jason McCourty's camp is going to revisit his free agent market coming in uh, May, like right after the draft. So I think the same thing could happen with Trey Flowers, that once he's 100% healthy, then maybe you see his market start to move a little bit faster. Other news and notes here over the last couple of days, Tyreek Hill traded in the division to the Miami Dolphins. Marquez Valdez-Scantling replacing him today with the Kansas City Chiefs. After seeing the MVS contract, I've been told like everybody else, the Patriots just weren't in on that at that asking price, at that number, which makes total sense. I I think that we can all understand why the Patriots didn't want to give $18 million in the first two seasons of the contract to MVS. He's just not the type of player that they are going to overpay. But you look at Tyree Kill in the division, we're about to pull up the mock draft. Does this change at all? 
what types of corners you would like to see the Patriots go after or how they build their defense, knowing that in Miami, they're going to have to deal with two of the fastest players in the league on the same offense. Um, not really. Cause they needed speed anyway. I don't, I don't know that, you know, I, maybe it, uh, I can't even think of the word, but, uh, emphasizes the need, I guess would be yeah. the word, but, um, yeah, I don't think it changes anything. Yeah, it does help that a guy like Kair Ilum uh, tested in at, what, uh, 4 3 eight, four, three, nine, something like that. Uh, Trent McDuffie is a really fast corner, too, in this draft. It has great open field tackling skills. So maybe those are some of the guys that move up their board a little bit. But the main thing that I wanted to hit on with the Tyree Kill trade, more so than the corners, is what the Patriots are going to do moving forward at wide receiver to get a talent on that level to get a Tyree kill, to get a Devonte Adams, because at this point, what we have seen is two things. Either you can overpay for average players like Christian Kirk gets four for 72 MVS gets three for 30. Those players are not big time needle movers, right? Those guys are not big time game changers. So you can go in free agency and you can overpay guys like that, or you can give up five draft picks and make Tyree Kill the richest man at the position in the entire history of the National Football League to get somebody like that. Or you can draft somebody and have him on a four-year, cost-controlled, low-budget contract. If you're Bill Belichick, I think we might be getting to the point where Bill looks at it and says, for years we felt like wide receiver in the draft at the top was too boomer bust for us too high of a, of a bust rate. We didn't want to take the chance with a high pick. Now it feels like the draft is where the value is at for wide receivers because these contracts are getting absolutely nuts. And on top of that, to acquire the guys like Hill or Adams or these players that aren't moving in free agency, they're moving in the trade market. You have to give up a first round pick this year, second round pick and three picks next year to make it happen. So at some point in time, if you're going to try to go out and get one of those wide receivers, it really feels like everything is pointed towards the value now being in the NFL draft, which kind of brings us to where we're at now with the 21st pick. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. But, you know, again, we've talked about this. It might be a big need, but it feels like it's a luxury need at this point. You still need a, a top tier corner. Uh, guard yeah. is still a need. I feel like the linebacker position, they've gotten closer. That's probably pushing luxury need at this point. Uh, putting a lot on Mac Wilson, if that's the way you're going to go. But uh, between him, Bentley, and then you hope one of the three guys who was injured last year, Hall, McMillan, McGrone, one of those guys gives you something. Then, okay, maybe you're all right at linebacker. And Dante Hightower is still out there as well. So I, I still don't know. I mean, we'll get into the board here. I still don't know. The yep. other thing is, is a much deeper wide receiver class than it is corner class. I actually think this is a right. relatively it's down. Not necessarily that I need to see, like, I don't necessarily think my take is that they need to take a wide receiver in the first round. But when you start to think about, okay, we could draft a wide receiver in the second or the third round, pay that guy a couple million bucks and not right. have, I think at this point, we always talk about quarterbacks being such a valuable commodity to have on a rookie contract because you don't want to pay $40 million like the Cleveland Browns are paying Deshaun Watson, right? Or Aaron Rodgers in right. Green Bay. You don't want to have to pay that kind of uh, money to your quarterback. Now it honestly feels like the wide receiver market 
is starting to align with the quarterback market where do you really to get your number one guy do you want to have to pay him 25 million dollars a year there that's the now the question with wide receivers too and we might be saying and i think we might already be saying that the value is to have a wide receiver at the top of your depth chart on a rookie contract because not only do you get them for four years for cheap you also have franchise tag control you also have other you know types of controls if you take them in the first round you have a fifth year option so if you take a first round receiver you have them for potentially five years plus the franchise tag so you have them for six years before you actually have to pay them right unless unless he holds out and demands a Trade, <laughs> of course. I want to take a second to shout out our friends at betonline.ag. It's that time of year as college basketball takes center stage as the tournament is finally upon us. Looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your updated odds and information, along with the greatest contests, including the bracket contest where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to get started. But online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all the popular sports and games. Bet online where the game starts. All right, let's get into the draft. And let's talk uh, just before we get into it, we want to throw out a few disclaimers about how we're going to do this. First and foremost, in this draft, we are just going to sit back, let the board fall where it falls, and take guys. In other drafts, well, we, we might we might make some trades. We, we might, might, but we're not trade. going in with the plan of making any trades. Correct. In other drafts, we might say we're going into this draft with the notion that we're trading down or the Patriots will be trading down. Right. We're not doing that. This one, we're just going to see where the board falls and then react to it. So basically, like, we're just going chalk. The second thing that I want to uh, put out there is – what was the other thing we wanted to, to say? The PF, So the PFF app, we right. use PFF, yeah. which shout out to them. They got the picks right. They got the yeah. kickers, the punters, the long snappers in there. The algorithm, the algorithm isn't perfect, right? So we are going to put – we're saying we're going to play the board as it falls. That being said, we are going to put blinders on at times, for instance uh, – you know, I did a couple simulations yesterday, like more than one where Evan Neal got to the 21st pick. That's not going to happen in real life. We don't learn anything by doing that. Who was the guy last year? I think it was Jamin Davis, right? With yeah, Jamin Davis top was the top pick. Round. Right. Right. He was always there in the sixth and seventh round. So we're going to put our blinders on for some guys. That's why we'll do that. Um, besides that, I, I think we're ready to go. I'll show people the sliders we're using. We're just going to use, I think the default sliders, Evan, you tell me if you want to change anything here, um, that is, these are the defaults seems about right. Um, yes. I'm good with maybe it. pull the randomness up a little bit, but, uh, no, you just want to leave it like this. Yeah. We can pull it up a little bit if you want. Yeah. But I think that that's important. What Alex just said. So I just want to repeat it for people. If there is a guy on the board that we don't think has any chance to actually be there when the Patriots are drafting, we're just not going to take the guy. 
right? We're we're right. gonna we're gonna move right past it, and we're gonna try to be realistic here. So if you see, for instance, that like Alex used Evan Neal as a great example, right? Exactly. Aiden Hutchinson somehow falls to twenty one. We're not gonna take the guy. I think that that's important because some people will look at it and say, "Oh my God, like how did they not take Aiden Hutchinson? He went twenty two or whatever." Well, that's right. obviously not gonna happen on draft night. Yeah, we can make because it a little bit more random if you want. At at the end of the day. This is a learning experience. At the end of the day, we're right. using this to try to get an idea of what might the board look like and what are the different situations going to be at the different picks. So we want to try to be realistic as possible. All right, so we're good with these. I'm going to start the draft. Now, remember, it starts flying. I have yeah. no interest in trading up. Trading down, yeah. maybe we'll see when we get to 21. Realistically, I don't think the Patriots trade up from 21 this year. I don't, I don't see why we would need to do that. Agree? Agreed. All right, so uh, uh, where do we go? Here, away and away we go. All right, and there goes Evan Neal. Okay, we're no. just gonna look. We'll, we'll look back here because it goes so. Uh, all right, so Hutchinson, Kyle Hamilton, uh, Ickham, Evan Neal, pretty much chalk so far. This would be an interesting pick. Uh, that one could go. I think Gardner's gonna be off the board, but they also went corner top ten last year too. Right. They have JC uh, Horn coming back. They they re-signed Dante Jackson, so they. Right. I don't know if they'll go corner there, but maybe the the simulators just thinking best player available. Right. Although Gardner, I think is a top ten pick. So is Stingley. I have Stingley ranked ahead of Gardner. Yeah. Charles Cross falls a little bit. That's an interesting. One. I would I would be more inclined to think the Panthers would go Charles Cross with their pick over I would too. Gardner, but that's yeah. This is an interesting one because there you go. Drake Get London in DK. All right, uh, Trayvon Walker, Malik Willis to Washington. That still yeah. kind of feels possible, I guess. Uh, yeah. Trey McDuffie. So so here's the thing: the way this board went, and it can go a number of ways, but the way this board went, early run on corners. Not a great year to need a corner the way this went. Trent McDuffie going very high. Uh, Carl Loftus falls a little bit. Evan, I know you've been big on that. Devin Lloyd, Jordan, yeah. Jordan Davis, Eagles. That's my pick. I think he goes to the Eagles. Uh, we got Jameson Williams. Yeah. So this this kills the Patriots right here. These are four this, this, great targets. This was a murderer's row board. We just said that we weren't necessarily going to trade down, but now we might have to trade down because – the way that this went was exactly the Patriots' worst nightmare, right? These like, are realistically have, the four guys we're going to discuss for the 21st pick. Yeah, this is this is a doomsday. Of course, it's the very first mock draft that we do, and then we have a doomsday scenario Good challenge. right off the bat. Good challenge. Good challenge. I, I think that let, – let's talk about it, though, because you just mentioned it. Jameson Williams, Trevor Penning, Booth, Olave – I think if they come away with it, and and then Jordan Davis was what at fifteen, right? So I mean, Jordan like, Davis, one of those Eagles picks, I think 16, 15, yeah, yeah. So all of our and uh, Garrett Wilson. So this is basically everybody that the Patriots might want to draft just went right off the board right before we could get to this right. pick. This is where you look at it, and, and who went? You, didn't uh, and then Devin Lloyd went fourteen is another one a lot yeah, of people like, right? So this is where I sit back and I look at it and I say, if this is the way that it looks, they got to trade down. They absolutely have to trade down because the drop off now that we're at is substantial where the guy that they're going to get when they trade down, I don't think is going to be that much worse. Now, the problem that you have is that if you trade down too far, then for instance, if we go to like the cornerback. Well, do we want to look at the best on the board? Just lay it out. Sure. So I, uh, I like so Bernard, Raymond. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, I, I'm Linder- on Raymond, but I think that I would much rather draft him later. Right. Linderbaum's yeah. an interesting one. I wonder if they would take Ojabo here and see it as a value pick. No, I think it's still too high because he's going to be out for the whole year. The guy that I think is interesting here, if they're going to go that position, obviously Elam we'll, we'll, we'll talk about too. Yeah. I, I do like Jermaine Johnson from Florida State for them a lot. He's a long okay. physical power end that plays that strong side edge position that Kyle Van Noy vacated. I just, look, I, I threw this out there on Twitter the other day. I was, I, do you really think that Josh Uche and Ronnie Perkins are, are the Kyle Van Noy replacements? Like Uche on the strong side no. of the run play just does not spell Patriots for me. And the other problem, if anybody at Sanford Jennings. Yeah. And the other problem that I have with it is that if you're going to go lighter and put Uche out there, or if you're going to put a new guy like Ronnie Perkins, like it feels like Judon then has to move to the strong side and then you're not allowing him to pin his ears back and try to get after the quarterback. So I wouldn't be surprised if somebody like Johnson's high on their board as somebody that can really set the edge and play the strong side the way that they want to play it. We obviously like Kair Ilum. I love Devontae Wyatt, but that feels to me at this point in the draft more like a luxury pick than a necessity to draft another guy on the defensive line. Out of all the guys that are left on the board, I would say that Wyatt's the most talented. He's got the highest upside and probably the best uh, all-around prospect that's still left. Let's look at some of the trades, though, because I, I think that that's ultimately where we're going to hit with this pick. So, but here's the thing, and this this feels possible. There's a lot of teams that like these guys. There's a lot yeah. of teams that like the players that just went. We have no trade offers. So what that means in terms of the PFF thing is we're essentially not going to get as much back for this pick as we'd like. And that's okay. kind of the same thing in real life. So yeah. the question is how far down do we want to move right so if we look at it realistically we like raymond uh we'll we'll add wyatt we like wyatt we like ojaba we like johnson we like elam so that's five players right yeah do we do we still want a shot at one of those five guys are we fine moving beyond that right do we want to move back into the do you want to stay in the first do we want to move all the way out of the first round into the second um the one i've been toying with because there, there is such immense value in that first round pick each earlier in the program having the the fifth year option well if we go here detroit's already made a first round pick and they have the 34th pick so they may be okay giving this up they may be okay you know if we were to do that in a third yeah early third i thought about this equation a lot too i feel like detroit you trade. I think if you trade back into the early second, you are starting to risk losing some of the guys that you probably want to make with that pick. So if you can get this pick from Detroit at 32, the, que- the question that I have is, if I'm the Patriots, if I'm moving back to 32, the guy that I would really want is Kirillum at 32. Yeah. The problem is, is that uh, you mentioned before we started here, there are some teams now between 21 and 31 that want corners. So you're going to have to get through some of these teams like KC, like Arizona that have corners and are need to have a need at corner. So now I'm starting to be fearful. Like what's the next corner on the board? If we don't take Elam and we trade down, like what are the, what are the next corners going to be on the board for us? I I think there's a pretty big drop off here. Yeah, I don't so know I why Jackson Hill's like, here. He's a safety, but so they call they might think of him as more like a nickel. That might be why he's here. 
Daxon okay. Hill's a really interesting prospect to me for them because he does he has some Devin McCourty in him where he can kind of wear whatever hat you need him to wear. He can play some corner, he can play down, he can play back, he can play slot. He, he's really a do-it-all type of matchup game plan chess piece type of corner uh, DB. Not, I don't really right. wouldn't call him a safety or a corner. He's a DB. He's an interesting player here too. He's not that pure outside guy, but I think between Daxon Hill and Kyler Gordon, I, if we trade down to 32 and accumulate another pick, I'd feel okay with coming away with either one of those guys. So here's the one other one I'd say. Chiefs are going to take a corner. Chiefs are probably yeah. going to take a corner. Do we think Elam could make 28 and we make the trade with the Packers? They need a, they need a wide receiver. There's actually some good yeah. wide receivers on the board here. And, and a guy in, 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 in yeah. Trey Long is probably a better fit for Green Bay right. than New England. Yeah, they may they may realistically give up a little more for this pick. Traylon Burks does make a lot of sense for them. They they lost with Adams and and with MVS. They lost some downfield ball winners, right? Like just guys that can right. just go out and posterize people down the field. So that would make a lot of sense, I think. Oh, I didn't. Realize, they have the, they have the twenty second pick too, though, because they got that right because Adams. they got that from the Raiders. So that they would probably be good be, that. right. That that's probably where they end up taking Burks. I would think at right. twenty two. So they're they're probably not looking at tra- no, not unless the Patriots so can can convince them would that the whoever, what's that would the Bucks maybe trade up? I've thought about trying to trade with, with that Bucks pick as well. Would they trade up for receiver? Maybe not, but maybe they. I mean, there's also they need an interior line, so maybe they trade up for a guy like Linderbaum here. Is still on the board, yeah, yeah, but. Or D line, and they take Wyatt. I don't know. It's tough. I, I don't mind the Patriots getting left with a guy like Kyler Gordon or or Dax Hill at, later on in this first round and risking losing Elam. I just you don't want to risk losing all of them, right? And I just I, think, I don't like any of the wide right. receivers that are left on the board at this point. Like I'm not taking Trevon Burks with the Patriots in the first round. This is tough. This I just is, think Elam's a, Elam's a slot corner. I I or not Elam. The other two are slot corners. I just think. You need an outside corner. Elam's an outside corner. I think Kyler okay Gordon's right an now. outside guy. I don't mind taking Elam at 21. It's a little high, but based off of the way that the board went, I, I think you kind of almost have to, right? I mean, if you if you really want that pure outside corner, that 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 alpha outside guy, he's the only one left. Right. I don't think Kyler Gordon is that guy. He's an outside guy, but I don't know if he's quite on the same level as a guy like Elam. I think if you come away with either one of those guys, I'm good with it though. I would prefer to trade down here, but if we can't find a good trade partner, then, you know, maybe stick at 21 and take a guy like Elam. And you guys wonder why it takes the full 50 minutes on the draft clock. This is basically kind of what happens in the room. Um, I think trading down is the move. I really do. I think in general, regardless Mm -hmm. of what happens with the corners, get extra top 100 pick in this draft is big. Um, Let's, so here's the, the, t- the Titans. Would the Titans move up, up? They have some big-time needs. That feels like an interesting one. What do they have for picks? I agree. I think trading down here is the move. Yeah. They only have two top 100s. Um, so they're probably not giving one of those up. The Bucks, I think, only have two. They have three top 100s. Um, unless Kansas City know. wants to move up Yeah. from one of these spots. Yeah, Kansas City, I mean, they need wide receivers. 
they need to replenish Tyree Kill. The guy to do that with, though, unfortunately, is off the board in Jamison Williams. If Jamison right. Williams was still there, then yeah, I would say they would trade up in a second. Do they trade up for a guy like Traylon Burks? Not really at all like what they've had in the past there. You know, they, right. don't, they don't have the big guys on the outside. I guess like Sammy Watkins is probably the closest thing that they've ever had to that kind of big outside speed size type of receiver. Yeah, they, I don't know. I think it's the Lions. I think ultimately, realistically, the choice is the Lions. All I think right, the way this, the, yeah, I'm sorry. with you. I just think, no, I just you. think the way the board has fallen is not favorable. So I'm going to try to get this. Um, it's a little like the Kyle Duggar trade. Um, I want to throw in that extra seventh so we have some room to, to move around uh, if we need it. Let's see. Let's see if they'll go for this. And they did. All right, cool. Oh, all all right. right, so we're moving on there down. Oh, man. They got us. They, they got us by two picks. That's okay, though. I think yeah. that there's – and Green Bay took Dags Hill, too. So here at 32, I think the pick has to be Kyler Gordon. I just don't think that you can risk losing uh, – do we lose Kyler Gordon, too? Uh, we might have. No, I don't think so. I'll go find okay. him. Unless, I mean, we could trade down again and get one of the depth corners. I Kyler Gordon, this feels early. This feels very early. You think? I yeah. think he's a, I think he's right here. I think he's here's the, the first round, early second. You have guys like Zion. I guess we can double we can double up on these guys. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that I I'm really nervous about drafting a guy like McCreary. Like measurables aren't everything to me, but when you have short arms and you, ha- and he, he's not just short arms. He's just a small guy. Like he's like a little bit bigger than, but Miles isn't that Bryant. true about Gordon too? No, Gordon's got some, Gordon's got size. Like Gordon's checks the measurables boxes. He, he like didn't run the Patriot size. I'm saying like, he's not, yeah, I mean, he's not no, he's not. Uh, is, I think he might be, but he's not huge. He's not Juwan Williams, but I think he's got good size. I liked his outside corner tape. I thought it was solid. He doesn't move as fast as his teammate McDuffie, but he can play the outside more productively. Like he's the type of guy that I could see being able to match up against X's, right? Which is kind of what they need. They'll figure it out with the Z's and John Jones and doubling him out or bracketing them inside. The guy that they have trouble with right now is that outside X receiver. I think Kyler Gordon can take those types of guys. And but he's, he's not the fast corner. I guess they're, we, we missed the faster corner. We do we couldn't move back to 47. Washington wants us to move back to 47. That's a far leap. We could do that. that. No, I'm not. No. I'm not trading into next year. We're not getting okay. that crazy. All right. Let's so take, I think we take Kyler Gordon here. I, you can talk me out of it, but that's. So that's the only other leaving. guy I guess I'd say is Jaquan Brisker who can be a potential future replacement for Devin McCourty. He's going to give you something this year. Uh, you're going to need just defensive backs. They talked, they've talked about, you know, that positionless secondary Brisker will give you some of that. He's a great, great, great athlete. He would be the one guy I would, I would push back with is maybe Brisker. I, I think it's a little bit too early to have, to take a need of, a player that you're going to really think to use in a year or two. And I, this team needs guys right now that are going to contribute. I think Kyler Gordon can play right now. Okay. So 
Although it's not, we talked about needing speed. That's the one thing that like I'm hesitant about. Does it have his 40 here? He's not, not the he six feet. Yeah, he's it's not no, he's not a burner at, at corner, but I think they more need that speed in the front seven. No, I, I don't necessarily think that they're thinking that we need outside corners that run four threes. Like I, I think it's more about getting speed in the middle of the field, in the front seven at the linebacker level. Uh, it just feels to me like the drop-off here is pretty substantial. If you don't grab the corner right now, you're going to be stuck with some of these guys on on later on on day two, like a Josh Job or a Martin Emerson who's staring right at us now from Mississippi State. Those guys, to me, are very, very marginal. You have to plan them in advance. You have to know who you're going up against. I think Kyler Gordon's the type of guy that you can kind of just put out there and let him play. Plus, he comes from a system in Washington – that plays a little bit of more zone coverage at times. So if they're going in that direction, he's going to have some familiarity with playing zone on the outside. Am I convincing you? I guess. Yeah. All right, let's go. I'm so bummed. We just missed on Elam because Elam would be the pick yeah. here. No dove. He was on the board, yeah. but this yeah. is the way it falls. Um, before I make the pick, we're, we're not moving back up from 54. Do we want to maybe package 54 and 66 and move up a little bit? Um, I don't hate here, that. I can, I don't hate it. Take take Gordon and oh, because then it's gonna. It, can you right? Well, here all let it. Yeah. So we lost Sky Moore, Kenyon Green, Jahan Dotson. Okay. Um, and we so can't the, see the board either. So the Patriots did this with Christian Barmore, right? They end up basically right. right at this spot. I think they took Barmore at thirty-seven. No, so they they did this last year. It ended up netting them two high impact players right off the bat, which was nice. We can't see the board though. And sky Moore, the next wide receiver just went. So I don't, I think the wide receiver and Dotson went too. So I think the wide receivers that are left are like Christian Watson. They're not trading up for John Mechie, right? They'll wait and have him fall. I, I personally would love for them to, to get aggressive with a guy like Christian Watson. I know that that's the type of guy that they've busted on in the past, right? Like that's the right. the size, speed, athletic freak, combine tester. Uh, that, that Those are the types of guys that they've had trouble developing. But I, I really do like Christian Watson a lot. I don't know. So it's, it's the tough. only other thing I'd say is realistically, realistically by 54, there's two guys I, I, I like for them in that range. Christian Watson and George Pickens. Do we think yeah. one of those two guys gets to, what do we think the chances are one of those two guys gets to 54? I think Pickens could, I don't think that Watson will in, in real life, but I think a guy like Pickens definitely could because you have such a little tape to go off of with him. Like he's got great, great traits, but you have such yeah. little tape to go off with him. It's a risky pick in the top 50 to take a guy that you're really basing off of a couple of games of really good production. The rest of it is all projection, but I know that they like Pickens. I think that they're going to like that's Christian Watson this early versus Pickens at 54. The value would obviously be Pickens. So I think then we let it run. I think then we just let it run. All right. All right. Let's see. Um, There goes Pickens. Oh, so we lost. And, oh my, we are getting killed. Yeah, not 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 a great run here for us on the board. So oh. who's that wide receiver at this point? Oh boy, a bunch of. I mean, at this point, we wait until the third round, or we have sixty six. Yeah. I think that's yeah. So at this point, we double up on in the third and fourth round on wide receiver yeah. and try to get some talent there. 
So, so I want to see we what could linebackers go we have. I'm going to put safeties on the board. Uh, Maybe OT. Yeah, not really. This could be an interesting spot yeah. for Troy Anderson. We got murdered. We are getting – We are. this is like the worst case – this is this is hey nowhere to go but up from here. This is a worst case scenario to start. Yes. All right. So here's the here's the the argument, right? Leo Chanel is their typical sledgehammer that is a little bit more explosive, a little bit of better athlete, moves faster than a guy like Juwan Bentley, but I would say is cut from the same cloth as those types of guys, right? I, I when yeah. I watch him on tape. In a straight line, he's really, really fast and explosive, but you ask him to try to change directions and things like that, it gets a little bit wary at that point. Oh, they have Quay Walker way down here, too. They they got some guys. Yeah. So Quay, the reason why I think PFF has guys like Quay Walker all the way down here is because I, they're a production-based model, and a guy like Quay Walker is more traits-based, right? So right. I, I also love Christian Harris here, too. Like, if you want to get speed, on the defense. That's is he gonna play? He's not play though, because he's gonna get stuck behind uh he's gonna get stuck behind I can't do why can't my blank uh Oklahoma and Michigan. Why am I blanking on the names? Ronnie Perkins and Cam McGrone. Is that who you're thinking? No, of? Ronnie Perkins and um uh Uche. Josh Uche. Uche. You think he's yeah. really well those guys are edge guys. But they remember Harris weighed in at like two twenty something. Yeah, so Harris is going to play off the ball. I I wonder if he's going to play as a, as a pass rusher. No, I think he's going to play off the ball. You think he's going to play pass on the line of scrimmage at two twenty? As a rusher, like as a specialist, I think that might be how. Also, are they going to play him off the ball when they just traded for Mac Wilson? I just think I at know. this point you, you got to draft somebody who's going to play or has a chance to play. I just don't see Harris playing year one. Ugh, that's a bummer because that that's a guy that just you put him in that defense and and that's he's electric right i mean that's speed sideline to sideline you put him next to bentley now you have your sledgehammer coming downhill on the strong side and bentley and then you have harris being the one that's running all over the place troy anderson is the guy that they would probably take here right well like, that's what we're trying to do we're trying to guess what they would do I feel like they would probably take Troy Anderson because he's like the small school guy that was good at the senior bowl, had a great workout. He checks a lot of their boxes in terms of what they've done in the past. Like he's Kyle Duggar. Right. 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 I don't, I, I think it's a little early for Troy Anderson here, but. So what about Chanel? So. No, I agree. It is a little early. So is it Chanel or Anderson? Chanel or, um, um, why can't I do any names tonight? Is it Chanel or is it uh, who's the other? One? Were we debating Walker? Christian Harris. Harris. Christian Harris. Harris. I also love Quay Walker. I mean that that would be a great pick here too. The question that I have is like if they're if they're locked in on a guy like Anderson, which is definitely possible, wouldn't it make sense for us to take Anderson at sixty six if he gets there? And take some. Yeah, but are we going to go linebacker boom, boom like that? No, I think that here we would have to go as somebody that's got a little bit more at a different position that maybe has a little bit uh, comes from a bigger program, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. right. You know, a guy that has a little bit who's on the defensive line that's left at this point. Yeah. Let's, I just want to make sure we need anybody here. Uh, um, 
do like Perry on Winfrey, but it feels early for him. No, do like Nick Benito. It feels early for him. Yeah. Like I, I think it's, you kind of talk me to Christian Harris. We can go Christian Harris. Yeah. I think people will like that. I don't think they'll do it, but I think the people will like it. We're trying to do, we're trying to do what we think they would do. I just don't think that they would. I don't know. I just don't. Their I pick don't is know. Chenault. Their pick is Chenault. We've been laughing about this since November. Yeah, I know, but they just re-signed Bentley, and I know that that's not everything, but I don't know. Like, Chenault, all right, no, all right. Harris, Chenault, no, look, Harris, hedge your bets with Mac Wilson. Between Wilson and Harris, you hope one of them works out. That's basically the plan, if that's the pick. All right, let, let's go with Harris. All right. Okay, and now we let it run. Okay, finally, we don't get screwed by the board. I'm going to open the wide receiver tab. Let's do this. I like Justin Ross, but... He had neck he, he he's had neck surgery. His injury things freak me out. Yeah. Khalil Shakir, solid slot receiver. Khalil Shakir is interesting. Khalil Shakir is here is yeah. exactly this is again like PFF sport is based a lot off of college production, right? Like right. I, I I just don't know if Khalil Shakir is going to be as productive in the NFL as he was in college. I love John Mechie here. I don't think he's making it much further than this because he's a first round talent that's going in the second round or early third round because of the injury. If he's fully healthy, he's going in the top 50. So I think that at this point is where I would definitely feel comfortable with a guy like Mechie, another Bama guy too. Like we're just going Bama, Bama, which I like too, because that's too pro. We know they're going to go Bama at some point. So I, I, I would, add, yeah. And and this is pro Mechi. We're picking again in 20 picks. Do we think Ross Shakir? I really like Calvin Austin and Wanda. Let's call them like that that slot group, right? Yes. Are all four well, th- the way our luck's going? They probably will. But are all four of those guys going to go in the next 20 picks? Probably not. We get Mechi, and then we can still take a top 100 receiver. Can you know can play day one in terms of? You don't have to worry about injury concerns or anything like that. Yeah. So the only other guy that I would like think of, I, I think he might've been gone already unless they have him. Is Alec Pierce already off the board or did they have him all the way down it there? It would appear that he got picked. Oh, he went, he he was on board before our last pick. Yeah. He's, he's a good player. So, we got all screwed right. again though. I know you like Kirby Joseph. I do. We got bit again. This is this board did not fall our way. Luckily, this is why we do multiple of these, right? right? This, uh, but Mechie here, I think, makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I think yeah. it does as well. All Let's right. Let's do it. Um, so the thing is, we do have some picks. We can move up. Can I slow? I can slow this down here. I'm going to slow this down a little bit. Can you look Unless, at the um, before you just click it? Like, yeah. who, who's still available at tackle, offensive tackle? At, Tackle, I think that list is really yeah, that list is getting there. Oh Sailors boy. plus a guard. I like Petite Frere, but it's too early. They also don't like Ohio State guys. Right. Um, Sean Ryan, Ryan. My guy. Yeah, so that's the guy that I would start to look at to maybe get here. Um he can play guard so, or tackle. I think he can do it right away. Like I think he's a plug and play guard or tackle for them. So, so I the I, only other thing go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I'm just saying, like, do we want to – what are we moving back up for? Are we move back up for a receiver? Are we moving back up for a corner? Are we moving back up for a tackle? Or do we just want to see how the board goes? 
Yeah, like maybe we should. Sl- I-, I think that there's a chance that we can get a guy like Ryan. I think there's some really good mid-round offensive linemen. Like they don't necessarily. Okay. I, they could if they if Trevor Penning was there for example or something like that or we got Bernard Raymond right at the perfect spot and that's one thing but it, right now what I'm looking for is a guy that they can just plug and play and maybe he's not a game changer he's not going to be an all pro guard for you but he's going to be a really solid player I think a guy like Ryan is like that a guy like Dylan Parham from Memphis would be like that too right just a solid right. NFL starting guard not anything flashy but solid I think at that point, that's really kind of what we're looking at, regardless of what any of these guys are. So I, I think we take Mechie, and I think we, yeah. we let it run from there. Okay. By the way, everybody's saying Wolin at 85 in the chat. I see you. That is – that's we're, what we I – We already took corner. I think we need a double <laughs> double down. All right. So Drake Jackson – Hang on. There goes Justin Ross. Sailor. Pascal's a fit. I don't know that we were going to take him. Petit Frere. All right. So the – the tackles are starting to go up. Oh, there goes Ryan right when I was right. going to ask you if I should pause it at this point, whatever. Yeah. Okay. I so, like Parham here. I do. I knew you were going to say that you like Parham. I'm going to pull up the tackles, the interior line. I'm going to pull up the wide receivers again. Did oh, Wandale still there? I think if you're going to go wide receiver again, you got to You got to go with a guy with some size. Okay. That's fair. I would go corner here. Like I would love we I don't know if he's gonna get to 127 is the problem, but maybe we can package some picks back up to like they did with didn't work out so hot, but like they did with Dalton Keene, right? <laughs> to to turn train back up yeah. into the because a guy like Romeo Dobbs, for instance, to you took the the Mechie is like the system fit, the Bama guy with the connection to right. back, great player, great fit. Dobbs is like discount Nikhil Harry, right? Like he, he's like third right. round Nikhil Harry. That makes a lot of sense to pair those two guys together in a way so that you have both of those boxes checked. I don't know if this is too, it might be too early for them for a guy like um, like Parham because they might feel like they could get a guy in the fifth or sixth round that can play guard, right? Like I, I don't know right. if they necessarily feel like they need to take a top 100 guard. What's the defensive line look like? I'll pull it up. Yeah, I mean, it's it looks like it's been pretty picked clean here. Yeah, D'Angelo Malone's an interesting player. I don't think that that's really where we want to go here, but right. I also really like Sam Williams. He's got some. Injury, I do too. Injury off field, like not exactly the greatest, uh, you know, track record there. But he's somebody that I think that you know they would feel comfortable maybe taking a chance. There's on. a. But there's a ton of depth here. Like Jesse Lucetta is a guy I really like. We can get a lot further down. Um, I, I'm I'm not too worried about that. I I think it's wide receiver corner here. And they we know they like Dubs. They talked to him at the Senior Bowl. I yeah. think they met with him twice. I think they also met with him at the Combine. And then maybe we try to bump. We take one of these picks from the 200s and 127, try to bump up maybe into – back end of the top 100, just outside of the top 100. And whether it's Zion McCollum or it's Tariq Woolen or Josh Joe, yeah. we grab one of those guys there. Okay. I like that plan. So before we do that, so Shakir Austin, good players, but we want the big outside receiver. Yeah. Right. We already took the slot guy. Right. Let's, Z, make sure we didn't, right. let's make sure. Yeah. We didn't really miss anybody. 
Yeah, I mean, Tyquan Thornton would be the next one. It's way too early for yeah. him. All right, so we're going to take Romeo Dubs. We're going to watch. I think once one of those corners goes off the board, Woolen or McCollum, once one goes off the board, we move up and take the next one. Okay. Because t- I'm good with either one. I don't know how you feel. I'm good with either one. Yeah, I'm good okay. with it. So Romeo Dubs, now let's watch. And one of them is going to go right here. Nope, Wandale. There goes Calvin Austin. They don't know about Carson Strong to Tennessee is interesting. There goes Tariq Woolen. All right. So let's see. Does this get it done? Man. I think of what rounds those are. That's that's a six-round pick, 210. That's this is Zion McCollum here is early, but they do that. Small school if guy. They like the guy, yeah. Yeah, they don't care, right? I mean, this is this is very Patriots to take a guy like Zion McCollum here, who I like a lot. Really good press man tape, but I don't think a lot of other teams would take Zion McCollum here. I mean, that would be. So do you want to, do you want to try to wait? Do you want to maybe trade back a little bit further? We could try, but we're, I mean, we we're, know we're how not, this board is gone. We're not on a great run right now, you know. I mean, we keep on losing. Every, we we are like, oh, let's just wait, and then we <laughs> we lose everybody. So. So this would be. I'm just pulling this up on the trade chart. The other question is, is like, would they, would they also kind of like a guy like Josh Job, you know? Yeah, oh, that's true. Like Josh that. Job is there too, so we can wait. If we we can wait one more corner, basically. Yeah, let's All right, let's, let's try to wait a little bit. I was waiting for one of them to go right there. Yeah, Darion Kendrick. Kendrick's an interesting name. Oh my gosh, really weird situation with that. Yeah, I, there goes Sam Williams. By the way. Okay, here we go. This is where I'm starting to feel more comfortable trading back up to get a guy like uh, like Zion. All right, and perfect. I meant to pause it after Tariq Castro Fields, but we're gonna we're gonna call the Atlanta Falcons. They got plenty of picks, and now I mean this. Let me let me pull up the let me look at the trade chart here. One fourteen for one twenty seven. I don't think that's gonna cost us that much. Good call, Evan, being hesitant. That's gonna cost us about forty five fifty. That's gonna cost us about twenty points. That's going to cost us about 20 points. So that is 200 is worth 10. And then we'll throw in a few to move. Okay. We'll probably grab a future seven back. Sure. That, that feels about right. All right. Uh, let's offer trade. Cool. All right. We're back on the board and we're going to take a, well, let's just look, let's see. Yeah. There's nobody here. It really stands out to me. No, I think, I think we take our guy here. I think they're going to really I like him. A good pick. Yeah. I finally feel good. It took us 114 picks. Evan. I finally feel good about a pick we made. <laughs> and then are yeah. we waiting? I think at this you point, like 60 her. picks. Yeah, you like the Mechie pick, don't I don't. do, I did like the Mechie. But that was, like, obvious. Like, I didn't feel, it wasn't yeah. flashy. All right, no. and we're good to wait. We're going to wait because I'll crank yeah. this speed back up. Yeah. All right, so Zion McCollum is the pick. So, so far, we've taken two cor- two wide receivers. What was our other pick? We took Christian And Harris. a linebacker. That's- I, I- we got to, I think now when we get to one seven, absolutely need to get an offensive lineman. Like I think yes. one, one seventy and two ten is sort of like the Haran on Wenu double dip. I think that yeah. that's where we got to go with these two picks. 
I even wonder. Let's see if we have off. Let's see if we have offers. Let's see if we have offers at one seventy. I wonder about moving back and grabbing because these are both six, two ten, and two seventeen. Yes. And at this point, I mean, they're going to feel like oh, any line that they oh, no. What this this draft board really fucked us. Who I I I, I missed right? it. Who went? Yeah, we, just like every offensive lineman. It's all oh, good. Oh, Chris Paul, I like him. Chris Paul, Zach, Tom, gone. Yeah, just just pretty much. He's gonna go here that we love. Jelani Woods. A lot of people like Jelani Woods. I, a lot I of people think Jelani Woods gonna go a lot higher than this. So yeah, that's, that's an all. interesting one. Yeah. All right, let's see who they left for. Oh, uh, Cordell Wilson. Oh, Hang on, I'll pull up the IOL. So oh. they met with Cam Jurgens. They met with Cam Jurgens at the combine. Mind it. You don't mind it? He's, he's a center. Old, he's a he's true not center, a, correct. True center. He's not playing guard. Um, the other guy I'd point out is Cade Mays, five position yeah, lineman, multi-year captain. Yeah. They could like Cade Mays. I could see that too. So offers, I don't want to move back to 237. I think we Cade Mays take- and Cordell Volson could fit them too. Cordell Volson's like, Mm, what's a good compare? I guess he's kind of like Trent Brown. Like he's like 340, 350. Big, big I haven't pack. studied him a ton, but I like that. Yeah, he's a big, powerful, just mountain type tackle, like in that on Wenu Brown type size. So, so do we want to take one of them? Do we want to try to trade? I don't hate the idea of trading back and getting another pick. We could even go. They don't, oh, they do have other picks because they never pick in the fifth round. Never. So we could do something like this. Right. Which this is yeah. this is normally where I pound the table for Matt Ariza, but I don't think we've done, we've had the draft where we can do that. No. Do we want to see if Cade Mays falls another 10 picks? Yeah, let's do it. Or one of those two guys falls another 10 picks. I like picking up the extra pick because we can get another linebacker. We can maybe get a safety, maybe a running back. Um, let's see if that happens. All right. Here goes Cade Mace of the Jaguars. Nope. Cam Jurgens though. Pierre Strong. Is the board? The board didn't screw. Oh, it did. Oh, it okay, did. No, it's fine. It's Come fine. on. Don't, you like Tyler no. Beatty. Admit it. I'm not saying I, you're going to take him. He's the only running back I like in the whole draft. I think we go. Right, we I think Cade? we go Cade Mays, and and if we can get Volson too, I'd like that as well. But they they seem to have to be pretty high on Volson, so he might go before our next you, pick. But you want to go Volson then? You like Volson better? I think Cade Mays got more versatility. Like Volson's going to be That's a tackle, what, right? All right, and they you know what they need a guard more than they need a tackle right now. They have two starting tackles. Yeah. I think right? Cade they've Mays got some depth there. Guard, honestly. Okay, sorry, what was that? I think Cade Mays could start for them at guard. He's a good player. All right. I, I like that. If they can get a look, if they get a starting guard at 180, I this feel is a good deep about offensive that. line draft. And this happens every single year that not just with the Patriots, like everybody makes it a Patriots thing, but yeah. last year, Kansas city got two starters on day three on their offensive line. So it's definitely not crazy to have a bunch of talent fall to you in the draft on the line, because it's just not sexy to take linemen early. So teams just let them fall. All right. So we taking Cade Mays. Yeah. We are. All right. I like the pick. All right. And now we have four picks left. There goes Volson. So 
we double dipped to wide receiver. We double dipped to corner. Yes. We could we could double dip a linebacker. Oh, I like JT Woods. He just went. I, I like Marquan McCall. Well, the one position that we haven't really hit on that I would like Ooh. to hit on is at least somebody on the line of scrimmage, whether it's an edge guy or a defensive lineman, would yeah. be nice here. And then maybe at 217, we can grab another lineman. Uh, offensive so lineman. a bunch of interesting names just went. I'll go back up and kind of recap there. Guys who, who might, might make sense for a number of reasons. So you liked Volson. Volson went. Yep. TJ Woods is a good deep safety. You talk about yep. adding a defensive lineman. I would love to have gotten Big one of boy. these two. Marquand yeah. McCall, Christopher Hinton. And then this is probably, he'll probably go before this. Yes. Bo Melton's an interesting, interesting guy. Yeah. Tyquan Thornton too. Hassan Kyle Haskins, if they want to go running back. No, they don't right. want to go running back, Alex. No. You see who's on top of the board, Evan. No. Three picks. You we see did not have top a, of the board. We did not have a good enough draft to draft the punter. If we had gotten to, you know, a lave at 21, I would have told you to take your damn punter. But okay. So <laughs> let's see who's here. I want to see. So this is really low for Jesse Lucetta. I like Jesse Lucetta. I really like LeBron Ray. If we want to triple up on Alabama, what? I mean, they would. So I don't know. Have you done LeBron Ray yet? Have I, you looked at I him? I have not. He basically. When Barmore got drafted, he basically took Barmore's old role. Okay. Played it well. Not as well as Christian Barmore, but that idea, he's a, he's a little smaller. I think 6'3", oh no, 6'5", 295, but he, he plays on the interior. Yeah. They list him as an edge, so they probably are thinking like 3-4 defensive end, kind of like Barmore. So Yeah, no, he's that. he's the comp. Um, I forget it. DJ Dale's not that big. He's not like a true nose. I like Lucetta. Lucetta can get to the quarterback. Yep. Yep. Um, is Luketa an edge setter though? I don't think so, right? I mean, he's more of a. Of no, a but at this point, I think. Guy. At this point, I think they'd be fine drafting a guy who's going to be more situational. The other thing about Luketa is he's a Senior Bowl guy. They're going to like okay. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. So he's actually. Bowl. He can actually play. He is a, he is a Penn State guy though. Got to point. Yeah, that that's out. true. That's true. That is that breaking the mold too much? No, I don't think so. I, I think in the sixth round, we we kind of throw out where these guys went to school for a, in the in a lot of senses, right? So true. But at the same time, I love everybody in the chats telling us to trade down on every pick. Yeah, why what? was the chat right. so much nicer when we did this last year? Guys, this um, is sixth round. Where do you want us to trade down to? The ninth round? Like, we're, <laughs> um, I Jesse think Luketa. I think we take Luketa. I like it. Here, here's the, the thing: if we're trying to project the Patriots. Yes. If we're flip, if if we're down on two and it's a coin flip, and one went to Alabama and one went to Penn State, you gotta go. Answer? You gotta go to the Alabama guy. You're right. I also think that ideally they would get somebody. Uh, the way that you're describing the Alabama guys, like he might be able to play a little bit more out on the edge, but with some more strength and more girth to him. Like they, I think yeah. that that's what they're looking for right now on the defensive line edge is somebody that can play the strong side. They got their weak side pass rushers, right? They got Uche, right. they got Judon, they got those guys that can rush off the edge. What they need now is somebody to set the edge. And if that guy is a little bit bigger, you said what, 6'5", 290? Yeah. That sort of fits that mold a little bit more. So I go I go with him. So the other, the one thing about Luquette, I, I was trying to find the report I wrote on him because I can remember he can cover a little bit. That would be the one thing. So he can drop is what you're saying. He can drop, right. He can't play okay. the run, but he can rush the pass and he can drop. He's purely a third down player. 
but they may not might not mind this range in the draft. Okay, well that does intrigue me a little bit too because that's what that's Van Noy, right? Van Noy did a lot of. You're dropping. right, actually. Yeah. The Van Noy reply. I think I think we have to break the mold. All right, let's do it. Whatever. And you know what? Maybe LeBron Ray's there at two seventeen, and then we just take yeah. a lineman with that last pick. Here goes LeBron Ray. Nope. Oh, I like Nate Landman. I like Jalen Naylor. Adam Anders not going to get drafted. He has a ton of legal issues, but um, you got to look offensive line again. I know, but we liked LeBron Ray, and he's still there. Can we get him in five picks? Oh, you're right. These are all super clustered. We could trade down again. <laughs> No, we're not trading down again. Um, um, okay, let's look at go? the. Did he go? I think, no, I don't think so. I don't know. I can't find him. I mean, Stuber tackle. Yeah, that's, that's the guy, the right? Guy. So Stuber's a big guy. We got the guy in Cade Mays who can play guard, right? So right. Stuber, I think, is a developmental tackle. That'd be really interesting. I didn't, I, I shouldn't even use the word developmental because he are, kind of just is who he is, which maybe is a good thing. Maybe is a bad thing. I don't know, but he, I think he can be a solid tackle. They love Michigan linemen too. Those guys are coached well. And we haven't taken a single Michigan player yet. Yeah. I like that. I like Stuber. I had him in my first mock draft for the Patriots. I think he's a solid guy. I don't think he's going to be so, a game changer, but he's solid. So, okay. So here's what I would say, since this is a, a tournament, obviously you, you see the average draft position here and then yeah. the PFS rank. Most people are taking him higher. Why is Stuber, right. Stuber, do you think, ranked below some of these other players? His athletic upside is not great. He's not, he doesn't have great range at the tackle spot, but the problem is, is that he's got tackle size. So he's too big to move inside. He's too long. He's too tall, right? He's not going to play right. guard, but he doesn't have the range to play, uh, like in a lot of systems. Like he's not, you're not going to put Stuber in a Sean McVay offense because he's not, he doesn't have the athleticism to get out on wide zone, right? On wide zone, you're stepping towards the sideline. You got to get out of your stance and run. Stuber is not that type of guy, but in the Patriot system, he's a physical dude. He's a downhill blocker. I think that Stuber can play right tackle for the Patriots. Probably not left because they like win with Solder, right? Light, you know, Somebody you can move more athletic guys over there, right? Tackle Andrew Stuber. That makes a lot of sense. I could definitely see that. All right. I like it. I think that's the pick. And like I said, we haven't taken a Michigan guy. We'll recap the draft in a minute. Another Michigan guy, Brian Ray. All right. Are we going back to the defensive line? Yeah. The only other position I would throw out here is because I know you're going to, you haven't said it enough and that's running back, but we ha- they're going to take a running back earlier than this, just to spite me. I can feel it. So who's on the board for running? See, here's the thing. So I like Verdell. I, I really like Eric Gray. Crazy. He's not in the draft. He shouldn't be here. I like Letty Bright. So we could trade back again and take both. Packers want to move back a couple spots. All right, Packers. Give it give us give us one of your seventh. Apparently they won't do this. What? I'm gonna offer it what do they want? What, what do they want to give up then? We did get that future seventh from Atlanta. Oh my gosh. Now it's lopsided? What do they want from us? What the hell is going on? All right, who's picking 229? You know, no, you know, we're jumping the Packers. Screw them. We're, oh, we're gonna call Josh McDaniels. <laughs> Josh, do us a solid. He only, he only has one pick left. Maybe Here we can get a, get a get a pick from future, from the future from Josh. 
Well, no, we're trying to get two picks. That's the whole point because we want to take oh, okay. two guys. Okay, okay, I got gotcha. you. So I just gotta we gotta find a team. They've been calling us a bunch. Nope. Nope. Not trading in the division. Okay, come on now. Are you serious? And now it's lopsided. <laughs> I think this maybe we maybe maybe this is too much for the seventh round. Try one more. All right, I want I want two picks though. I I feel like this is a really good ending if we can come away with two more picks. We can get one of these running backs as a UDFA. We'll call. That's we'll true. Call We're going to sign Tristan right Ebner as a UDFA. All right. Yeah. Where do you go? Oh, he's in the edge. Yeah, yeah, we are doing some serious business in the seventh, Chris. No stone unturned. You know, yeah, no. You know what? We're we're doing business in the seventh. I'm gonna make this work. <laughs> Just force it at this point. I'm, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Or we'll see. Maybe the owner won't veto it. Maybe. Come on, Kraft. Let us pull a trigger. Hey, there we go. Shout out, All Bobby Kraft. Right. All right, and now both guys we wanted are gonna go. Up, oh, DJ Dale. All right, I got scared there for a second. All right, and we're going to get both our guys. We're going to close on a high note. LeBron Ray, I like that pick. I wish this would go a little faster here. Anyway, so um, let's start to recap. Who did we who did we take first? It's been like an hour. Okay, so the top of the draft did not go our way. And nope. when we recap this, we can explain. But essentially, Devin Lloyd, Jordan Davis, Jameson Williams, Chris Olave, Andrew Booth Jr., and... I can't remember who the other one was. There's one more name in there. All went the five or six picks before we were on the clock at All right, 20. Hang on here real quick. I'm going to explain to you why I'm going to take Treston Ebner. Treston Ebner is a really good receiving back from Baylor. He's a good pass blocker. He played a pass heavy offense. He is a two-time big 12 defensive, uh, uh, big two-time D12. Uh, it's been a long draft. Two-time yeah. big 12 Special teams player of the year as a kick and punt returner. This is your Gunnar Oshesky replacement. And he can potentially become a pass catching running back. All right. I like so it. So I know some people like, uh, I, I know some people like Letty Brown. He had an awful combine. Um, again, I would take, I think he actually went Eric Gray from Oklahoma, but he's not in the draft. I really like this guy too. Isaiah Pacheco. He is kind of, he he's kind of Dion Lewis-esque, but he's not a pass. He's not a pass. He was the one that uh, ran fast at the combine, right? Got he had a really good combine. He yeah. had a really good game against Michigan this year. This is our UDFA back here. We're going to draft Treston Enter, and then we're going to sign Isaiah Pacheco as a UDFA. All right, and now we're done. We've traded enough. We made a ton of picks. Yeah, we, we made, made like a, a lot gross of gross amount of picks. We made a lot of trades. Everybody telling us to trade down more. How many times do you want us to trade down? We trade down like four times. All right, so do you want to pull this down, and I'll I'll get this as a PDF? Uh. I can't, you can only control it. You can't just take down the, uh, the screen share. Oh, I can take it down. Yeah. yeah oh, there yeah. we go. All right. I got it. I got it. All right. I thought you meant like scroll through the, oh, the no. picks. Yeah. So at the top of the draft, we didn't do what we wanted to do necessarily because the players were gone. And that was a big bummer. We took Kyler Gordon at the top at 32. We traded down, took Kyler Gordon, we missed Kyrie Elam by like two picks, which was unfortunate. But we got a guy in Gordon who can play on out on the outside, play corner, play in man, play in zone. 
not the guy that we would have preferred, but certainly somebody that can play in their system. And can you can play. pull it up, by the way. It's all set. All right. So not our not our preferred first pick in Kyler Gordon, but certainly somebody that we don't hate, right? A, a player that can play on the outside, good corner and man, good corner and zone. I also think that they like that Washington program a little bit. I know it's just Miles Bryant for now, but I, I think that they've liked that program, the way they run their scheme. They're very multiple. Uh, they do multiple different things. They're not just a zone-based scheme, even though it's mostly zone-heavy. They do a bunch of different things. So, Kyler Gordon at 32, Alex, how did you feel about that? I, again, I wish Elam had fallen. You know, yeah. I, I don't feel great. The fact – so, here's here's why I'm okay with that pick. And, by the way, what did PFF give us? Is that a B plus, B minus, well, that, B minus? I think that, that B is on the trade. So, they didn't give us a full draft. No, overall draft, oh, B minus right here. I, I'll take a B. That's, I think that was a B minus draft. I agree with and that. You, you know what the other thing is? These two picks aren't D's. They just hate it when you draft linemen. So, realistically, this is pro- – no, look, like you were saying, Stuber is the pick right here, right? Yeah, good pick. Um, I like that pick. Wait, we made 10 picks. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, they only have 28 guys under contract next year. They need guys. They need, they're going to no, take a lot no. of picks. Yeah. You're right. And I don't. we didn't give up any future assets, I believe. We flipped one. Yeah. We got it from Atlanta and then sent it back. Um. I lo- the reason I'm okay with the Gordon pick is we doubled down. We doubled down. We got Zion McCollum at the end of the fourth yeah. round or in the middle of the fourth round. I think between those two guys, you're, you're going to be able to get a player, whether it's one of them working, another one not, um, or, both. you know, they're both just serviceable and they rotate. So, again, I would have rather had Elam on nervous Gordon speed in the AFC East, but I think overall some he's just the right pick. It, it's not a sexy pick. It's not the most overwhelmingly wonderful pick, but it's – the right pick yep. given the way the board fell. So I love Christian Harris. I think this might be my favorite pick of the whole draft for them. I don't think that they're going to do Christian Harris too small, but they need somebody with electric gameplay speed. That's Christian yep. Harris. They brought back Jawan Bentley. I think even a guy like Mac Wilson might be a salmon or like a strong side uh, off ball linebacker in their system, just because he's a little bit more athletic. I don't think makes him a true weak side run and chase player for them. So you have guys like Bentley, you have somebody like Mac Wilson who can play the strong side. And then now you have a guy in Christian Harris who can just go out there and go sideline to sideline with anybody, chase the mobile quarterbacks. You want to draft somebody that can maybe give you a chance to stop a guy like Josh Allen. I think Christian Harris might be that guy, right? Yeah. He's one of those guys that can really get after the quarterback and close in a hurry. I think they need that type of guy. Yep. Yeah. I think again, I who who it was between him and Chanel. Yeah. They pro- probably go Chanel. This was the one. And again, I, I say this every mock draft that I do. We're trying to project what the Patriots are gonna do. It's not necessarily what we're gonna do. This is maybe the one where we did what we do, but um yeah. Yes. John Mechie, Romeo Dobbs. What I love most about this wide receiver double dip is you have two very different skill sets, right? This reminds me, and again, hopefully it works out way, way better this time around. But in 2013, when they took Dobson and Josh Boyce, that was sort of the idea, right? You took one smaller, faster, shifterier, a better, more complete route runner in Boyce, and then you took the big outside guy in Dobson. I think that this has similar feelings to it, but hopefully with better results. And John Mechie, 
with Mac Jones, I mean, how can you go wrong with that? Right. I mean, if that one flops then it's just bad luck, honestly, because he fits the system like a glove, great route runner, good with the football in his hands. And he's obviously got the connection with the quarterback. Yeah. That one. I mean, again, to get a player, that's, that's their value pick. That's you're getting a guy who's a first round pick later than you should because of an injury. He has experience already with Mac Jones and it sounds right. like he may be ready sooner rather than later. So yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think you're, that that's a good pick. That's a solid pick. And then, and then we went with Romeo dubs to get some size and get a guy who can come in and play right away. He's basically going to take Nikhil Harry's spot on the roster. Yeah. He blocks hard, plays the outside, can go up and get the football, gives you size. He's a pretty explosive guy. He, he's honestly in a lot of ways, he's exactly like Nikhil Harry, but they got him here in the third round instead of drafting him at 32, which is obviously much better value. So I, I like that pick as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then what we traded down again, or is it, no, that was a trade up, right? We moved up yeah. to get, cause the corners were flying Zion. off the board. And uh, yeah. he's so Zion McCollum, he kind of popped on onto the scene at the, the combine. He had a great combine, big corner plays primar- uh, primarily press man at Sam Houston yeah. state. They won the national championship at FCS this year. Um, I he's he's totally their kind of guy. He's totally their kind of corner. He's a total fit. Will three he be cone. ready day three? Great three cone. Will he be ready day yeah. one? That's kind of the big question. But they need they need corners in the long term, not just the short term. Even if Malcolm Butler works out, he's thirty two years old, right? Right. So Zion McCollum, Zion McCollum. Oh, here's how I feel. Kyler Gordon, high floor, low ceiling. Right. He's going to come in. He's going to give you what he gives you. He'll be serviceable. Maybe number two corner. Zion McCollum might be nothing. He might also turn into a top five corner in the league in their with their coaching, the way things have gone historically, the I way know. they worked with guys. Like you know Casey what's gonna Jackson. happen. Tyler Gordon's gonna be the bus and Zion exactly. McCollum will be a star. Yeah. Exactly. So that's that you have to the first corner they draft is gonna be a bust. So we had to draft a second corner to make sure they get a good one. That's Zion McCollum. Yeah, I like Zion McCollum a lot. That one reminds me a lot of Kyle Duggar, right? Or later than Kyle Duggar, but same idea of he went to the combine. I did he go to the senior bowl or maybe it was, Duggar the was a senior bowl, bowl guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did McCollum. Yeah. McCollum's senior bowl guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, real quick. Thing. Looking at this list. Yeah. Dubs McCollum Mays, Luketta Stuber are all senior bowl guys. I don't remember if Ebner is or not. I don't think he is. So Christian Harris was also supposed to go to the senior bowl. I think he pulled out. He yeah. It doesn't get about half the draft is senior bowl guys, which is about what right we want. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, I'll let you keep rolling through it. So, uh, Cade Mays, I don't think he's going to be a left tackle, but he can play four spots, I would say. And he can definitely play interior line. I actually think that that's a guy that, that's going to end up being a really solid player for them if they take somebody like Cade Mays. He's a well-rounded – you don't see a lot of guys at the college level. The problem with the college level is a lot of these guys' technique is super raw and all over the place. I think Cade Mays can play within himself already. And that's that's good. Versatility, plays multiple spots. I think he can play either guard spot. He's already further along than some other guys. Battle tested. You go to Tennessee, you play interior line or on the line in the SEC, you're going to face some dudes, right? I mean, you're not going yeah. up against guys that are going to be salesmen after uh, their football careers are over. So Cade Mays, I like that pick too. Uh, Luketa's your your type of guy, Alex. That, that's one that you know more about than me. Yeah, so he's, you know, potential Kyle Van Noor replacement. He's a guy who's 
really just going to play on third downs on passing downs. You're not going to put him on the field against the run, but that's okay. You know, if we took him in the third or fourth round, it might be a reach, but did we get him? We got him in the sixth, right? Yeah. We got him in the sixth. We got him outside the top 200. That's probably a little low for, uh, for him, but Sometimes guys like that fall scheme specific situation, specific players in the sixth round, getting a guy who can play on passing downs. who can both get after the quarterback and contribute in coverage. They'll find a role for him. That's a, that's a low investment for a guy who's going to give you ideally about 30% snap rate, 25 to 30% snap rate and contribute on key downs. So I, I, I like that pick. That's a good solid low risk pick uh, for a player who, you know, this is what they do. This is what they've always made their money on. If you can do one thing really well, they'll figure out how to maximize it and give you a role. Jesse Lucchetta can play really well on passing downs. They're going to figure out a role for him and maximize. He can probably play some special teams too. Uh, he can probably go cover kicks. So he's, he's going to fit in. He's going to slot in. I don't know that he's ever going to be an elite player. I don't know that he's even somebody who gets a second contract, but he's going to come in on day one and he's, he's going to help you for, he's going to help you win games for four years. And that's kind of what you're looking for at this range in the draft. You're either looking for, extremely low floor, extremely high ceiling guys, like really, really raw, or just guys who are steady back half of the roster contributors. I think Luketa can be that. So I know that we didn't take it early, but that edge outside linebacker hybrid spot that Van Noy's played that Ninkovich has played. That to me is a low key need that nobody's talking about because we all kind of expect that Ronnie Perkins or Josh Uche to just step right in. If one of those guys is ready to step right in, then I feel like, maybe not with Perkins because his last year was just his first year, but I still have not seen the consistency from Uche to assume that he's going to be a, a full-time regular starter. Right. So sure. they need some more guys there at that spot, they're, unless they're going to plan on bringing Van Noy back after the draft for half the price or something like that. They need somebody that can play that spot. It's a tough spot to play. There's a lot of responsibility. And the one thing I hear about Luketa is that he's a smart kid that understands a lot of the different concepts and then roles and stuff like that. And that's a hard position to play. You have to be able to understand things both from the inside, the outside, off the line, on the line. You are kind of like a hybrid player. So you got a bunch of different hats that you need to wear. Stuber. Yes, is your guy now. Love this kid. Big, physical, basically your prototypical Patriots right tackle, right? A guy that's going to come in 320, 325, not a great athlete, but if you're going to put him in a power downhill run game like the Patriots have and just have him come off the ball and smash heads, I think that's exactly what Stuber is going to do. I think he has potential to start down the road for the Patriots at right tackle, which is what they need. They need somebody behind Trent Brown. And then you also have that ability, I think, with Stuber – you pair him with Mike Onwenu on the right side, that's going to be some physicality. Those two guys are going to be able to bring it on the run game. They like Michigan linemen. They're coached well. They're seasoned. They're experienced against good edge rush talent uh, in terms of tackles down there. I think that that's a good pick as well. And then uh, these two guys are, are more on your wheelhouse outs. Yeah, LeBron Ray, he, he's the guy from Alabama who basically stepped in to uh, Christian Barmore's role when Barmore was drafted. Didn't play it. You know, it wasn't Barmore, but he, he held up well. Um, just kind of another three-position defensive lineman for them. He can play on the edge. He can play on the interior. They tend to like those guys. Again, at this point in the draft, you're adding depth. You know, he's not necessarily somebody who's going to come in and play 50% of the snaps on day one, but he's a good add. And then, again, I really like Treston Ebner. Great kick returner, excellent kick returner. So, you know, and punt return. You fill that need right away with Gunnar Oshevsky out the door. And then – he maybe has a chance to contribute 
in the passing game when you get into year two, year three, a potential James White replacement. Evan, he's a guy you should do research on. Um, he's projected to be a UDFA, but the special teams background, two-time special teams player of the year, I could see them making sure they land him and not letting him get to the UDFA market. So we grab him. I think that was like the fourth to last pick in the draft, right? Yeah. We ended up taking via trade. So that's how we ended up with him. All right. So there you have it. Hopefully there are some players that we talked about tonight that the Patriots might eventually take in the draft in April. Not the perfect draft that we were hoping for. Didn't start well out of the gate, but I still feel like we got some players that can contribute and that would be good players. Like, I definitely think guys that maybe not even Kyler Gordon, but somebody like Christian Harris and John Mechie, I think are going to be big time players for the Patriots if they end up coming to New England. And if you are upset about us taking Christian Harris and you have been in our chat or in our replies for the past six months, all of you are lying because you've all been telling us that they need speed at linebacker. We took one of the fastest linebackers in the draft. So that's something to hang your hat on. We wish that we could have done a little bit better with that first pick, but Kyler Gordon, I think is going to be, a productive NFL player. So all in all, I think B minus is exactly where we were at with this draft. I think that's a pretty fair assessment. This was not a, we knocked it out of the ballpark, a plus draft, but I also don't think we completely flunked here either, Alex. You know what? This is a very typical Patriots draft in that I think we did much better outside of the top 100. I think we, we might've panicked a little bit. I think we might've reached a little bit in the top 100, but starting with that Zion McCollum pick, I have, those are all, those are all players that are going to come here and contribute one way or the other, maybe not a ton, but they're all going to come here. They're going to play roles. They're going to help you win games. So not that the top four guys won't, but I just feel like we, we really got in a rhythm later, later on. And yeah, that's kind of the Patriots drafts the last couple of years. It, it, you wow. said it before, right? The second corner they take is going to end up being the better player in the first corner. They take yeah. things like that. So um, yeah, but ultimately like if this was their draft, if this was their draft, I'd be happy about it. 10 players, a little bit much, but you know, some of these guys could potentially be red shirt guys. First off, you don't know John Mechie might not start the season, right? He might start the right. season on IR. Um, Stuber could be a red shirt guy. LeBron Ray could be a red shirt guy. So they, they could find a way to make it work. Yeah. I think this is exactly what not, not Daniel in the chat. You put it perfectly, not a dream draft, but we could live with it. Right. If right. this is what I end up coming away with, we could live with it. We got some players here and Harris, Medchie. I think those guys at the top of the draft, I think we would be excited about. I think the other thing too, and I said, this is the beginning. The reason we do this, this is an exercise that teams do. They run through all these simulations to kind of understand what they're right. going to do. If the board falls a certain way. So I think the lesson is, and we said this in the beginning, that board totally screwed us. That nothing, nothing favorable. I mean, Kair Elam went a pick yeah. or two picks before we took Kyler Gordon. Uh, Christian Watson, a pick before we took Christian Harris. If this, if this is the draft, but the first two picks are Kair Elam and Christian Watson instead of those two, and then swap out dubs for whoever, you feel great, right? You feel amazing. Right. That was the draft I think we wanted, but. For the board to go the way it did and to get this, I think we learned – first of all, I think we learned a lot, which is yes. the whole point of this. It's a learning experience. And we had fun along I, the way. And we had fun along the way. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I think the, the nice thing is that you know the board destroyed us. We still came out okay. There's building blocks here. I don't know that we got the day year one, day one impact player you'd be looking yeah. for, but – John Mechie's that guy if he's not coming off a torn ACL. I think Christian Harris could be that guy. 
Christian Harris could be, to me, it's more of a usage yeah. thing. That's more on them. And I think right. Zion McCollum in a year or two could be that kind of impact player. So yeah. we didn't get the impact player day one, but I think we got some potential impact players. And then again, to go back to some of the guys later in the draft, some guys that will come on and contribute in, you know, supporting roles, Mays, Lucetta Stuber, that run right there, that run right there feels very them. That run right there, yeah. I think we really channeled our inner bill and said, who are guys that are going to play, you know, they're going to have a 40% usage rate on their side of the ball, a 70% usage rate on special teams, and they're just going to be out there week in and week out. Those are those guys. You need those guys to win. You don't want that to be your whole roster, but you need those guys to win. Well, on that note, don't blast us too much, but we'll put it on Twitter and we'll, uh, we'll let the yeah, now see what Twitter thinks. Yeah, yeah, and have their replies go nuts. Alex and I will continue to monitor the Patriots news. If anything big breaking happens, we'll be back before Tuesday. But right now, the plan is to basically go back to Tuesday, Thursday. Thursdays will be our mock draft shows. Tuesdays will be more of our news and resets and uh, talk some positions in the draft too and do some deep dives into different position groupings and things like that as we get closer to the draft. But at this point, I think we can safely – I hope we can safely say, because I'm about to say it, that we can kind of turn our attention to the draft and not really focus so much on the Patriots making a huge swing in free agency. So we'll talk a lot of draft over the next couple of weeks. And as I just mentioned, Thursdays will now turn into our mock draft days. So from here until the draft, every Thursday we'll do one of these mock drafts. Hopefully the top of the draft goes a little bit better than tonight did, but we hope uh, that we continue to have a, be able to do these and we're excited to do them and uh, like uh some people in the chat said the real right. treasure was the friends we made along the way <laughs> and that's absolutely true and we had a lot think, of fun with this i will yes. say i think next week let's lock it in i think next week we're picking a 21 yeah we got to take somebody at 21 there's nobody to take i mean we could have taken Devonte wyatt like that was probably the one guy we could probably or reached on there. elam but reached well on elam. I, yeah. I think like we said we're gonna put this was just free for all we're going to put qualifications on different traps as we go. I'm saying yeah. it right now. Next week, it doesn't matter how the board goes. We're, we 40 players could go ahead of us. We're picking yeah. a 21. We're picking a 21. All right. So until Tuesday, signing off for Alex Barth, I'm Evan Lazar. Thanks for watching, everybody, and we'll see you next week.